Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters, an African Tale, a Caldecott Honor Book by John Steptoe. A long time ago, in a certain place in Africa, a small village lay across a river and a half a day's journey from a city where a great king lived. A man named Mufaro lived in this village with his two daughters, who were called Manyara and Nayasha. Everyone agreed that Manyara and Nayasha were very beautiful. Manyara was almost always in a bad temper. She teased her sister whenever their father's back was turned, and she had been heard to say, Some day, Nayasha, I will be a queen, and you will be a servant in my household. If that should come to pass, Nayasha responded, I will be pleased to serve you. But why do you say such things? You are clever and strong and beautiful. Why are you so unhappy? Because everyone talks about how kind you are, and they praise everything you do, Manyara replied. I am certain father loves you best, but when I am a queen... Everyone will know that your silly kindness is only weakness. Nayasha was sad that Manyara felt this way, but she ignored her sister's words and went about her chores. Nayasha kept a small plot of land on which she grew millet, sunflowers, yams, and vegetables. She always sang as she worked, and some said it was her singing that made her crops more bountiful than anyone else's. One day, Nayasha noticed a small garden snake resting beneath a yam vine. Good day, little Nioka, she called to him. You are welcome here. You will keep away any creatures who might spoil my vegetables. She bent forward and gave the little snake a loving pat on the head, and then returned to her work. From that day on, Nioka was always at Nayasha's side when she tended her garden. It was said that she sang all the more sweetly when he was there. Mufaro knew nothing of how Manyara treated Nyasha. Nyasha was too considerate of her father's feelings to complain. And Manyara was always careful to behave herself when Mufaro was around. Early one morning, a messenger from the city arrived. The great king wanted a wife. The most worthy and beautiful daughters in the land are invited to appear before the king, and he will choose one to become queen, the messenger proclaimed. Mufaro called Manyara and Nayasha to him. It would be a great honor to have one of you chosen, he said. Prepare yourselves to journey to the city. I will call together all our friends to make a wedding party. We will leave tomorrow as the sun rises. But my father, Manyara said sweetly, it would be painful for either of us to leave you, even to be wife to the king. I know Nayasha would grieve to death if she were parted from you. I am strong. Send me to the city and let poor Nayasha be happy here with you. Mufaro beamed with pride. The king has asked for the most worthy and the most beautiful. No, Manyara. I cannot send you alone. Only a king can choose between two such worthy daughters. Both of you must go. That night, when everyone was asleep, 
Manyara stole quietly out of the village. She had never been in the forest at night before, and she was frightened. But her greed to become the first to appear before the king drove her on. In her hurry, she almost stumbled over a small boy who suddenly appeared standing in the path. Please, said the boy, I am hungry. Will you give me something to eat? I have brought only enough for myself, Manyara replied. But please, said the boy, I am so very hungry. Out of my way, boy. Tomorrow I will become your queen. How dare you stand in my path? After traveling for what seemed to be a great distance, Manyara came to a small clearing. There, silhouetted against the moonlight, was an old woman seated on a large stone. The old woman spoke. I will give you some advice, Manyara. Soon after you pass the place where the two paths cross, you will see a grove of trees. They will laugh at you. You must not laugh in return. Later, you will meet a man with his head under his arm. You must be polite to him. How do you know my name? How dare you advise your future queen? Stand aside, you ugly old woman, Manyara scolded, and then rushed on her way without looking back. Just as the old woman had foretold, Manyara came to a grove of trees, and they did seem to be laughing at her. I must be calm, Manyara thought. I will not be frightened. She looked up at the trees and laughed out loud. I laugh at you, trees, she shouted, and she hurried on. It was not yet dawn when Manyara heard the sound of rushing water. The river must be up ahead, she thought. The great city is just on the other side. But there on the rise, she saw a man with his head tucked under his arm. Manyara ran past him without speaking. A queen acknowledges only those who please her, she said to herself. I will be queen. I will be queen, she chanted as she hurried on toward the city. Nayasha woke at the first light of dawn. As she put on her finest garments, she thought how her life might be changed forever beyond this day. I'd much prefer to live here, she admitted to herself. I'd hate to leave this village and never see my father or sing to little Nyoka again. Her thoughts were interrupted by loud shouts and a commotion from the wedding party assembled outside. Manyara was missing. Everyone bustled about, searching and calling for her. When they found her footprints on the path that led to the city, they decided to go on as planned. As the wedding party moved through the forest, brightly plumed birds darted about in the cool green shadows beneath the trees. Though anxious about her sister, Nayasha soon filled with excitement about all there was to see. They were deep in the forest when she saw the small boy standing by the side of the path. You must be hungry, she said, and handed him a yam she had brought for her lunch. The boy smiled and disappeared as quietly as he had come. Later, as they were approaching the place where the two paths crossed, the old woman appeared and silently pointed the way to the city. Nayasha thanked her and gave her a small pouch filled with sunflower seeds. The sun was high in the sky when the party came to the grove of towering trees. Their utmost branches seemed to bow down to Nayasha as she passed beneath them. At last someone announced that they were near their destination. Nayasha ran ahead and topped the rise before the others could catch up with her. She stood transfixed at her first sight of the city. Oh, my father, she called.
A great spirit must stand guard here. Just look at what lies before us. I never in all my life dreamed there could be anything so beautiful. Arm in arm, Nayasha and her father descended the hill, crossed the river, and approached the city gate. Just as they entered through the great doors, the air was rent by piercing cries, and Manyara ran wildly out of a chamber at the center of the enclosure. When she saw Nayasha, she fell upon her sobbing. Do not go to the king, my sister. Oh, please, father, do not let her go, she cried hysterically. There is a great monster there, a snake with five heads. He said he knew all my faults and that I displeased him. He would have swallowed me alive if I had not run. Oh, my sister, please do not go inside that place. It frightened Nyasha to see her sister so upset. But, leaving her father to comfort Manyara, she bravely made her way to the chamber and opened the door. On the seat of the great chief's stool lay the little garden snake. Nayasha laughed with relief and joy. My little friend, she exclaimed, it's such a pleasure to see you. But why are you here? I am the king, Niyoka replied. And there before Nayasha's eyes, the garden snake changed shape. I am the king. I am also the hungry boy with whom you shared a yam in the forest and the old woman to whom you made a gift of sunflower seeds. But you know me best as Nayoka, because I have been all of these. I know you to be the most worthy and most beautiful daughter in the land. It would make me very happy if you would be my wife. And so it was that, a long time ago, Nayasha agreed to be married. The king's mother and sisters took Nayasha into their house, and the wedding preparations began. The best weavers in the land laid out their finest cloth for her wedding garments. Villagers from all around were invited to the celebration, and a great feast was held. Nayasha prepared the bread for the wedding feast from millet that had been brought from her village. Mufarok proclaimed to all who would hear him that he was the happiest father in all the land for he was blessed with two beautiful and worthy daughters, Niyasha the queen and Manyara, a servant in the queen's household. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prism Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com forward slash the Lotus Prism Network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.